it's Alicia with Black Girls Heal 2 on today. Excited for all the listeners to be a part of it. Um, Black Girls Heal 2 is an amazing organization that has just been on a whirlwind since February of 2018. I'm the founder, Alicia. I am from the Orlando, Florida area. Um, the focus primarily right now is the Orlando, Florida area and surrounding areas. Um, I've just been so blessed with the opportunity to interact and meet with women um, that have encountered some way or another mental health. Um, just my focus and my goal is starting conversations, familiarizing one with mental health, um, deleting the stigmatism, and bringing sisterhood. So since we've been in operation in, in February of 2018, that has happened. We've had a total of three meetups, um, done a lot of really cool things during the meetups, uh, encountered amazing women, and we're growing. Um, and I'm just so excited and so blessed to be a part of it and just to see the outpour of love and support that I've been receiving from each and every one of you. It is truly a blessing and it is truly an honor um, and I'm just excited. <laughs> I'm just excited. Um, Black Girls Hill 2, like I said, has taken off since February of 2018 and um, we have an Instagram page. It's at Black Girls Hill 2. Um, email blackgirlshill2 at gmail.com. We're getting ready to have our fourth meetup of the year. Um, today is September 20th, 2018. Our meetup will be this Sunday, the 23rd at Total Wine in Alta Mount Springs, Florida. So excited. So anticipating like all the wonderful women that'll come. Um, I'm having a speaker who I can't brag enough about. Her name is Chanel Royal and she's just everything that embodies royalness and I'm just so excited for the women to receive her. Her Be Intentional campaign is by far one of the most profound things that I've taken into account in my life. So I feel like others would definitely benefit from it as well. I'm just going to give a backstory about who we are, who I am, um, and how we came. So Black Girls Heal 2, um, the name was kind of being just thrown around and I'm like, okay, black girls, I wanted to have something with black girls because I want it to be for us specifically. I feel like so many organizations don't specify who they are and who their target is. So I definitely wanted to have something with black girls in it. And then it was like, okay, black girls can heal too. Like, we can heal, we can talk about it, we can maneuver through these issues. You know, we're capable of healing. We're capable of receiving the therapy we need. We're capable of talking about the things we need. We're capable of verbalizing our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, our fears we're capable of everything that every other girl is so black girls feel too is kind of like whatever y'all can do we can do so i feel like the name just stuck and i loved it and it's like this is a hit you know so when you hear it it's like okay i see y'all 
y'all are y'all y'all can do y'all thing too it's not just subject to one race we can so that's where the name came from and I started this because it's always been a thought it's always been something that was kind of in the back of my mind it's like okay I have friends and all my friends are amazing and all my friends are very supportive of me and especially with my issues regarding mental health but it would be so cool if I can get a group of like-minded women that have experienced it um or are experiencing at this current time and we can feed off of each other and we can sit around and we can talk and we can laugh we can cry we can be comfortable we can be vulnerable like so yeah and I ran into a girl named D Lake who's my boo-boo I love her forever telling her my idea and she just saw how passionate I was about it because my biggest thing was these things are happening why are we not talking about it why are we just silencing ourselves why are we keeping it internal and silencing and keeping things internal they don't do any good like it needs to be out it needs to be in the open it needs to stop the stigmatism it 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 this these are things that are worthy of talking about so I was like I'm passionate and she was like okay are you and I'm like yeah so she's like okay well what are you gonna do and I'm like "Mm, I don't know so within two weeks we strategized this plan about how to come up with Instagram how to engage people and literally from there it took off two maybe about a month after we started the Instagram page and getting the content going I had my first meetup super super nervous super super apprehensive I just didn't know what to expect and it was a hit people that I knew I invited personally they shared things that me being their friends or associates or acquaintances hadn't heard and it's just something that people don't realize when you get around a group of individuals and you're speaking from your heart, a heart recognizes a heart so they can feel that they they thrive off of that energy. And so the energy in that patio at Glass Knife was electrifying. Everybody left there feeling empowered, relieved, um, acting like they gained a whole nother family like it was amazing and like I said D just sparked it in me and I was like okay it's like now or never and I remember being in a training and I'm like I'm supposed to be listening to what these people are saying but ironically they were talking about mental health so the state the same statistics that they were throwing at us and things they were throwing at us I'm like okay let me get on here and research this as it affects the black as it affects black people Um, and I was coming up with my stuff and I'm like, okay, good. Got it. Let's go. The meetup. I didn't plan on it to be that soon because if you talk yourself out of doing something, you're not going to do it. That's just it. You're not going to do it. But I'm like, okay, I trust thee this far. So let me keep trusting her. I did it. And like I said, it was an absolute hit. So just that overall initial first response from it was like, I'm really doing this and people are really like buying it. (laughs) People are really like, oh, come on. When are we going to do something else? Like, I loved it. It's amazing. It's awesome. 
and it just went from there and I had a little break in the summer because honestly you know and and me being transparent like me starting this is because I have my own um battles and things that I'm dealing with with mental health so health so we kind of slowed down in the summer but August I was like I had got too many responses um too many people reaching out like when are we doing something what's going on so I'm like okay we got to do something in August so no 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 I'm sorry April we did a photo shoot beautiful if you go on the page and you look you'll see photos of beautiful beautiful okay melanated okay queen's baby when i say queen's baby and it was like it was no jealousy it was no hate it was no shade throwing like we was amping each other up like girl no do this with your shirt no girl do that with your hair you know fix your head tie like let's get it let's roll like we was on it and we were just so happy again to be around each other and to thrive off of the energy and it's just something about the hearts like I keep saying like a heart recognizes a heart you can be the craziest the baddest the weirdest the whatever person but when you're coming from your heart you feel your heart you feel somebody else's heart so that's the thing that I love about my girls and our girls when we get together it's none of that. Like, it's like, you need, you're going to cry. Let me get your tissue. You, you feeling some kind of way. I got you. You good. And, and I just love that I've attracted those types of women to what we're doing. And so, you know, so April, we had the photo shoot. August, we had a quick little meetup at the park, had a good time. Um, talk, we traded books. Um, we attempted and if you were there, you know this, we attempted to let balloons go of, you know, everything that we had been carrying that we wanted to release. But Smarty Me did not get helium balloons. So they were kind of just left there for the ducks at Lake Yoga Park. But nonetheless, we got rid of them. So that was good. So we're anticipating Sunday for it to be epic, wonderful, beautiful, um, and just a really good time in the name of Black Girls Hill too. So I'm so, 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 so excited about it. And I just cannot wait um, for us to meet up once again. So me starting this podcast, I'm definitely going to be transparent. I'm going to be open. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be showing my heart and I know that you'll feel it. So I'm just going to say that I started this because I myself experienced anxiety and I've been experiencing anxiety now for maybe the past seven or eight years. Um, thoughts manifest. Um, things things that, are, that you harbor and you hold on to and you bottle up and you silence and you tell it to shut up will explode one day. And that's just, that's just a lot of science. You know, I can have soda in... It's it's held tight in the bottle, but if I'm shaking it and I'm doing all of these things, it's going to bust. And that's exactly what happened to me one day I was on the way to school, um, had a panic attack. And if you know anything about them, they're not fun. They're 
they're horrible. They're unwanted. They're the type of things that you don't wish on anybody. And that was my first time, so I had never experienced it before. But I definitely was overwhelmed. I was shaken. And I think I, it's safe to say that I'm scarred for life from that. Um, the best thing that I can do now is pick up the pieces and continue to press forward every day and put my best foot forward. But that first time is something that I will never, ever, 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 ever forget. Um, I was on my way to school, just got on the highway, was attempting to drive. Um, something just came over me like a dark cloud. Um, I couldn't get out of it. So my first response was to call my mom, like, Ma, something's wrong. And, you know, my mom is absolutely amazing. If you know my mom, you love her. Um, but my mom's just like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm feeling this way, I'm feeling that way. But Alicia, what's wrong? And as much as I tried to explain to my mom, she just didn't get it. Until I said, I need you to come get me off of the highway. And she's like, well, what are you talking about? Like, how can I come get you? I need you, please, to come get me off the highway. And she's like, okay, um, but I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, ma, it's not for you to know what I'm talking about. I'm your child. I need you. It's just that simple. Long story short, got back in the car, drove the car to the school, I was just so shaken up, like I just didn't even know what to think. So I had called the ambulance. They came. They confirmed everything was fine. Um, but going through a series of questions, I was asked, are you anxious? Are you worried? Are you fearful? And it's like, you know, me dealing with the thoughts for so long that caused these feelings. I'm like, no. But then I really sat back and thought about it. And I'm like, well, yeah, I am fearful. I am anxious. I am nervous. Like, I can't stop thinking about it. Like, it's it's all the time and I can't turn it off. And they're like, okay, well, you've experienced a panic attack. I'm like, a panic attack? I've never heard of that. What is that? So he proceeded to explain to me what it was and, you know, the physical symptoms that you encounter when you have it. And it's like, okay, that's me. So my cousin came, my mom came, they drove me home. I remember that day just being so dark and so, like, confused. I just was confused. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I know I worry. I know I stress. I know I'm anxious. But is it manifesting to this? So I went to the doctor the next day. The doctor confirmed that, yes, it was a panic attack. And I was just like, wow. And that day and the following day was like, I'll never forget it. And that was my starting point with anxiety. Even now, seven years later, it hasn't let up. Honestly, I have a good day. I have bad days. I, I just try to come to terms with it. Um, I, I kind of know when it's coming. I combat it as best I can. And then some days I just can't. You know, some days it's just like, I can't, I'm not doing that today. I can't do that today. You know, it's not a good day for that. And recognizing when and when you can't is so essential. And that's something that I figured out that it's essential that I know when I can, I know when I can. So let me not push, let me not resist. Let me just stay afloat. 
And my anxiety comes from me being a young child and I lost my dad. My dad was the most important person to me, like the most. And it's so funny. Today is the 18th anniversary of his departure and I miss him so, so much every single day. Uh, my dad had cancer. So a 10 year old Alicia wouldn't know what cancer mean. You know, it sounds like, okay, it sounds weird or it sounds like a complex word, but what is it? You know, compare compared to now what I know cancer to be. And ultimately he passed and, you know, I have fe- feelings of fear, you know, like for so long, I wondered if I was going to lose my mom, if I was going to lose somebody next to me. It, it, and, and it just kind of is that it was an everyday thing for me. And, you know, I had so many unanswered questions about the sickness and why it chose him and what I don't get that he didn't deserve it. Um, just hearing the impacts on different people that my dad has. It's like he was so amazing. I knew what he was to me. I will always know what he is to me. And I always say that my dad was absolutely the best part of me. Um, but to hear what he meant to others, sometimes it's just like gripping because it's like, how can somebody this awesome? How can somebody this cool? How can somebody that was in the prime had three kids and a wife and a house and everything was supposed to be so perfect? Like, how could he not be here? Like, and even now, I don't think it'll ever make sense to me. I just kind of have to learn how to navigate through it. And, you know, that's what I do. So, you know, those thoughts, like I said, just became embedded in me. And it's like I couldn't turn it off. And then I had a baby at 20. So that was kind of like a uh, type of situation. Um, I, I And I just became so fearful of everything so fearful I've been in and out of therapy for the past 18 years and I'm probably getting ready to go back again um and it's just something that is my normal it is something that's a part of me so um I would definitely think I would definitely say that this is the panic attack was the breaking was the breaking point of my life with anxiety and prior to that all of the fears and all of the worries just manifested into that and it is what it is um so for so long I was told you'll be okay you're you're all right anxiety isn't real it's in your head and and sometimes I believe that and it's like well if it's in my head like am I the only person feeling like this like how is it just in my head? It can't be. <laughs> it can't be in my head. Like this, like I'm having these real fears. I'm having these real thoughts. Like I'm not sleeping at night. I'm obsessing over stuff. Like you can't tell me that this is just in my head. And when you've been silenced for so long, like I said, it pops. And that's what happened. And um, my family um, traditional black. Um, my mom was born in the sixties, you know, they don't got that syndrome. Like my mom, I will never not give my mom accolades. My mom is the strongest. When I say the strongest, the strongest black woman I know lost her mother, lost her father, lost her husband, lost her grandmother that raised her. 
and loss after loss after loss after loss after loss, she's got up and she's dealt. Is that healthy from what we know now? No. But did she do it? Absolutely. So her idea is, girl, you better get back up. You'll be fine. Stop crying. Stop being emotional. You good. You good. And it's like, although that's, that's you, that's not me. And, you know, for so long, I just really don't think that she understood it was an issue till now. And now she acknowledges and she says things like, well, I know mental health is real and I know things and I know it's serious. And, you know, so she's just now getting to the point where she's accepting of it and she's willing to kind of help me navigate through it. So that is my story um, with mental health. But wait a minute. I don't know how many people watch The Breakfast Club. I watch it, you know, here and there. But I kept seeing that Judge Lynn Toller was on it. And I'm like, okay, what caught my eye was when it said she was talking about mental health. So it was like a, a week ago or whatever, but I just listened to it on my way to work. I believe that was Wednesday? Yesterday. Okay, yesterday. When I tell you she is me at 58 years old, like she is absolutely me. Me and her are the same. I don't know what her birthday is. I'm an Aries. Shout out to us or whatever. But she's me and I am her. And I was just so captivated by her commentary, her transparency, her realness, her her vulnerability, her openness. Like, I was like, that is me. She talked about her father. It was an intro, so she, they introduced her, you know, and we all know her as judge, the judge off a of divorce court. I don't really watch it. I watched it before, but it's not really my thing. So, you know, that's who we know her as. So she introduced herself. She was talking a little bit about um, her kids and how they feel like she's not cool. So she knows she's confirming now that she's cool because she was on the breakfast club and she was talking about, um, you know, her kids for a while. I think she has six, six boys and she's married. Um, and she was talking about her father and how her father had, you know, serious mental health issues. Like her father had bipolar and how them, her and her sister, being children you know just remember all of the things that they went through with that and her mom and she spoke about her mom and how her mom was just such a captivating classic woman kept it together for her man kept it together for her kids and you know although she had the moments of depression or you know as it relates you know for the most part she kept it together but you know she she just gives her dad so so many props and praises and that is so important in the black community like we have to uplift our brothers we have to uplift our sisters like we have to let them know like i see you you got that degree i see you you handling your business i see you like it's so important and she never bad mouth in, in all that was going on with her father she never badmouthed him. She just was so in love. And it relates to me how I feel about my dad. Like, y'all can say what y'all want to say, but y'all better not say nothing about that one. I don't care if he did the craziest thing in America. 
y'all better not say nothing about that one, you know, so it, that was just so relatable to me that, you know, she just loves her dad. She misses her dad and, you know, he passed. So she talks about him. She talks about what he went through, but she also talked about how amazing he was. And, you know, it was just like, this is me. And then another thing that related to me with her was having her husband. Now, if you know me personally, you know that my boo-boo is his name. Is, his nickname is Chocolate. And I am so, so, so madly in love with him. But she was talking about how her husband knows her when as it affects her mental health. And her mental health, she was talking about anxiety is something that's very prevalent to her and depression. And, you know, if you know anything about it, they kind of feed off of each other. So I may not be anxious one day, but I'm going to be depressed the next day. Or I may not be depressed, but I'm going to be anxious. Like uh, anxious, they go hand in hand. So she was talking about how her husband was just so supportive and he's so calm and she trusts him. He never steered her wrong. They've been married for 30 years and, you know, through all of the crazy. And she said that a lot, all of the crazy, like he's been down, he's been understanding, he's been supportive. Like he really, he really, really, really know how to ride for his woman. And that relates to me as well. Like chocolate, like him, us first meeting, like, when you see people, they don't look like they have anxiety or they don't look like they're depressed. Like those little crazy things on TV is just like, okay, people really don't look like that in real life. We look like normal people. Like if you didn't know us personally, you wouldn't know. So of course, when I met Chocolate, he didn't know about my anxiety. He didn't know about all of that. But as we've kind of got acclimated to each other, like it's been something that has been you know, new to him. And he, when I tell y'all my baby is a trooper, like he's a trooper. And this is the same thing that, um, Judge Lynn Toller was saying. She was like, when I'm having a day and I'm on one, I'd be like, baby, I'm on one. And he'll be like, okay. And she'll be like, okay, so how I need to do this. And he'll be like, okay, if you do it that way, that's going to happen. But if you don't do it that way, then that's not going to happen. So she said, I trust him. She was like, whatever he said. She's like, he can, this is what, this was so cute. He can literally dangle me over a bridge with one leg and I would not be worried. That's how, you, that's how you know you got a real one. That's how you know you got a real one. When you can say he can dangle you over a bridge and only have one leg and you trust him. That's how you know you got a real one. And that's how I relate to chocolate. Like, anything I'm worried about he'd be like okay baby it's okay I'm like okay are you sure yeah it's okay and I go with it and it's just so important to have people and it doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship it could be a friend it could be a cousin it could be your co-worker if you got somebody that's in your corner and you can be like okay baby I'm on one today and they'd be like okay well which way you want to go and you can trust them to lead you and guide you in the right direction. That is so important. That is vital for yourself while you're on a mental health journey. That is so what you need. And this is why I'm saying that that lady is me and I am her. Like me and Chocolate have been together no 30 years, but we will be, 
you know, we, me and him both decided on 99 years. So, you know, we're two down. We got some more to go. So, so this is what I'm saying. Like, wow, I'm her. I don't care what nobody say. I'm her. But it was just so refreshing to see people having a conversation. And, you know, Charlemagne is always talking about therapy and stuff like that. But a black woman of that status, of that, that whoever she is to us, society, to get on there and admit that she has or discuss her struggles and her things she has with mental health is just like good representation matters i think we learned this back when black panther came out representation matters so because of her she got on the breakfast club and she did this is why i can do this with y'all right now um it's needed it's vital like it needs to be talked about it needs to be explored it needs to be (sighs) picked apart like it needs to be these things because we need it we need it so anyways i just loved that interview with breakfast club that's my favorite aside from um a couple other ones that is definitely my favorite hands down like she was real she was straight up she she ain't do all of that foo-foo stuff no mama mama was with it when i say mama was with it and she was dead on she's me i'm her in the story that's it whatever but um, if you have not, please check it out, please. I urge you. And, and if you're going through some issues with mental health or, you know, people that are, please, please, please check it out. You will not be disappointed. Like I don't follow her. I'm about to DM her like this. Hey, she, she's 58. I'm 28. Like I'm telling you, like I'm her. But, um, so it was absolutely amazing. And if you have not, please listen. So guys, our conclusion has came to a end. Please follow Black Girls Heal 2 at Black Girls Heal 2 Instagram. Any questions, comments, concerns, um, DM us. Um, so open to any and everybody. Um, I love everybody. Um, reach out if you need to also with the email blackgirlshill2 at gmail.com that's another way we can be contacted also there is a newsletter that goes out quarterly one from April to July no April to June went out so June July and August is the next quarter and then we close out the year Um, so please with those two forms of communications, let me know that you want to be added to the list. We would love to have you. It was amazing. Um, love chatting with y'all. And I will see you soon. Bye.